Good afternoon. It's so good to come to you um, in your homes, uh, to come to you wherever you may be watching and listening to uh, this sermon. I thank God for the opportunity of uh, being his servant and being able to continue to uh, help the children of God grow in their walk and in their faith with God. Um, I'm praying that even as we all seek God in our different ways, we will uh, really find ways of not being uh, stagnant in our faith and in our relationship with Jesus. But that we'll be able to continue to grow um, even as we seek uh, and wait for his coming to take us into glory. For the next couple of weeks uh, before Easter, I am going to be looking at the topic of um, how we can maintain a consistent um, growth as children of God. An important topic that we need to reflect on, ask ourselves as individuals. And you may want to take even a brief time just to ask yourself this question. When did you become a believer in Christ? And have you seen yourself growing as a child of God? Or you are more stagnant? Have you seen yourself developing in Christ to be more like Jesus, that you can continue to make him better known? Have you seen yourself to reflect the glory of God in every aspect of your life? Or you've more or less become very stagnant in your faith, in your work with Jesus, Probably the way that you began in, uh, as a child of God, you probably have either just become stagnant, have stopped growing and maturing in your faith, or you are at the verge of even falling away from your work with God. That is the area that I want us to look at. I want us to, to, to see this in several contexts. And after Easter, I will, I will continue to give more teachings on this. I'm hoping that the Lord will challenge you and help you to be able to uh, reflect genuinely on this topic because he desires you to grow closer to him just like he wants to grow closer to you. Let's bow now and let's pray and commit ourselves into the hands of God. Dear Lord, I invite you today to speak to our hearts. Let the Holy Spirit be our teacher, our convictor, our motivator, our encourager. Let your spirit open our eyes to God to see. Give us discernment um, into your word. Give us obedient hearts. So God, desire to be like Jesus in everything that we do. I thank you because you are here and you will glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's have the word of God read to us. And then uh, we will continue to hear um, what God wants us to, to hear from him. Our scripture reading today comes from Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 11, and it says, While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. 
Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others, I speak in parables so that those seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Thank you for this uh, reading. Um, our main text, as you would have uh, uh, heard, comes from Luke chapter 8 and verse 4 to 8. Today, I'm not going to dwell too much on this particular text. I would rather dwell on the um, text in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through to verse 14, because it gives us a much better context about what I'm trying to uh, teach today. So as the Bible says, Jesus, when he was on this earth, had time to teach wherever he went. He preached the word of God. He taught uh, the word of God and, and tried to help uh, his hearers to understand what the purpose and mission of God uh, was. And one of the um, several times that he had this opportunity, he spoke from this particular passage teaching about parables. And parables um, in the uh, um, New Testament appears in so many times. In fact, it's noticed to have appeared or Jesus have been referred to parables in about uh, 47 times. Um, and with these parables, he was able to use practical life experiences to, to convey a meaning, a spiritual meaning to what he was trying to teach. So in this uh, particular parable of the sower, he uses a farmer um, in a situation in the context of sowing seed to convey a very deep meaning of spiritual teaching to his disciples and his hearers. And that is where I want to um, draw most of our teaching on this aspect of growing and avoiding spiritual stagnation uh, from. We are going to go back to this passage over and over again and try to reflect on what um, Jesus wanted us to know and to challenge ourselves about how we can continue to grow in faith. This particular passage takes us also to another passage in Hebrews chapter 5 which specifically the book of Hebrews was written by Paul to um, uh, Hebrew uh, uh, believers who were struggling in their faith. They had come to know Jesus and they had come to a particular place in their lives where they became stagnant in their walk with God. In fact, some of these Hebrew believers were considering even going back to, to Judaism. They were considering backsliding and and uh, and giving up their faith, and and so um, these words that we are reading from Hebrews 
first was given to them to help them understand what the will and the plan of God was for them and to challenge them about their faith and the situation that they were in and also encourage them not to remain stagnant in Christ but to continue to grow um, uh, in the Lord. Let me read it uh, with you. About, about this we have much to say. Hebrews 5, 11 uh, to 14 which is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing for though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the first principles of God's word you need milk and not solid food for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a child but solid food is for the mature for those who have their faculties uh, trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. So the Hebrew uh, believers, as I mentioned, were struggling in their walk with God. And I'm not sure where you are uh, in your walk with God. You may probably be in the same situations that these believers found themselves. They came to a point where they just were not growing any longer and their minds were being challenged and they thought, you know what, let's go back to the world. Maybe you are in that particular state of thinking that you want to go back into your past life and continue to live the life that Jesus delivered and saved uh, you from. And so these words were written to specifically to challenge them about their uh, spiritual situation and to be able to redirect their thoughts um, in, in, in when growing in Christ. This are what the scripture tells us about these believers. They were continuing to be babies in Christ. A baby in Christ is somebody who has just become a believer in Christ and does not uh, reach or hasn't reached the stage where their maturity enables them to do things or rise above their um, uh, uh, being children in, in Christ. They were also described as dull because of the fact that they were not allowing themselves to be taught the word of God. They, were, they had closed and shut their minds and their hearts from uh, the Word of God and they didn't open up for uh, more teaching of God's Word that will enable them to grow. They also describe a lack of knowledge in the Word. These are descriptions of people who come to know Jesus and remain as they are and they don't continue to grow in their work with God. They were unable to teach or share the Word of God. So they needed to uh, understand that this is not where God wants uh, them to be. God's intention and plans for every child of his, just like every parent, is that our kids do not remain as they are, but they grow, they mature to do things beyond uh, when they were babies. If you have a child and the child happen to just be, uh, remain where they are and they don't grow, it means that there is definitely a physical problem um, um, in their life that you will need attention to be able to help them. And for some people, these particular situations remain with them. 
And that is not the plan of God for human nature. In the spiritual realm as well, God's intention for every child of his is not for us to remain as children, but to continue to grow. But we have found ourselves in our current situation, for some of us, we remain as babies. Hebrews 5 and verse 12, we continue to do the things that we did when we became Christians. Instead of moving past those things, we become people who have not made any effort to grow as children of God. We lack the knowledge of the word of God. Why? Because we continue to be children in Christ. And, and, and the Lord wants us to realize that. We must not be where we are. We need to grow beyond uh, that. Descriptions of the, a matured uh, believer or a maturing believer is also given in this particular text. This individual ceases to remain in the state of spiritual, uh, being spiritual babies. Anybody who has matured in Christ or continuing to mature in Christ or grow in Christ is somebody who has moved past the childhood state. I mean the basic understanding of their Christian work with God. I am burdened about this. And uh, these days I've been doing a discipleship uh, teaching with my um, uh, Bible study group uh, who are mostly new believers. And one of the things that I have had opportunity to teach and ask the question is, how do you know that you are saved as a child of God? And would you honestly ask yourself that question? How do you know that you are saved as a child of God? If you can honestly know that and understand that, then it brings you back to the point that I was trying to explain about whether you continue to remain on the elementary principles of faith, which clearly takes you beyond a simple understanding of the fact that I am a child of God. If I fail to understand that I am a child of God, I am born again, I am saved, my salvation is secured, then I can't explain it to somebody else. I'm not, I will not be excited about explaining this faith to another believer. So a mature or maturing Christian comes to the point where you um, move past this particular state of your work with God. This is what uh, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Let us leave behind anybody who is matured in Christ has, is somebody who has left behind. You've turned your back to anything that is of the uh, beginner stage of your faith. You have moved past certain things about your work with God that you uh, learned at the, at the initial stage of your, of your faith. They are, able to, they are capable of teaching others the word of God. So Paul was saying to these Hebrew Christians, even though you are at that point where you should be teaching other people the way, you remain people who are being taught. For most of us, that is where we are in our work with God. We are not able to teach God's word because we haven't matured to the point where we can be able to bring the word of God to other people. 
But any mature child of God goes beyond being stable when they know the Word of God, they've studied the Word of God, they've matured in the Word of God, and they are able to also pass it on to somebody else. Um, they are able to distinguish between what is spiritual and what is unspiritual in the terms of the truth of the Word of God. And that is in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. The last part of verse 14 clearly tells us uh, that, um, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their faculties trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. Anyone who is mature or mature in their faith is able to clearly distinguish what is uh, God glorifying and what is not glorifying to God. So it's not something that you need even to be taught about because the Holy Spirit in you will right away make you understand clearly that this particular situation that you find yourself is not honoring uh, God and you want to give a distance uh, to it. Ephesians 4 and verse 14, then we will no longer be uh, infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Matured believers are stable believers. Matured believers stand firm and they are not easily convinced by all kinds of teachings that people are offering and giving out there. Brethren, I am more concerned about how we uh, grow in our faith and we've matured to a point that very easily, sometimes you hear people teach or preach the, the, the word of God, uh, the so-called word of God is what I'm trying to say, and they are easily able to deceive us and draw our minds, our hearts away from the true gospel into things that do not honor God. If you are mature, you will be very quickly able to distinguish between what is honoring God, what is, what is the true doctrine of faith. And you will not be a child that is tossed around, easily maneuvered, easily convinced about things, um, about your faith that you would have already known and able to teach them to others. So when you are considering um, the whole aspect of growth in Christ, you need to clearly understand that. When it comes to growing in Jesus, it is not an optional topic. God wants you to continue to grow. Every child of God is expected to move from childhood into maturity and maturing in faith until we, Jesus, we see Jesus. The only time that we stop growing is when we have passed on from this world and we appear before the throne of Jesus. And then we will continue from that point just to live in his presence to honor him. As long as we live on this earth, it is God's expectation for our lives not to remain stagnant, but to continue to grow in him, to be like Jesus should be our ultimate purpose and our ultimate goal. So as I bring this basic introduction of this word to you, I want to ask you clearly, where do you see yourself as a child of God? 
Are you still a baby after all these years? If you are, it is important to begin to take steps and seek godly counsel from your spiritual leaders to help you become a mature child of God that you can also become a teacher of the Word of God. If you have much, you see yourself as a mature child of God, then you have another responsibility of not remaining where you are, but continuing in your maturity. I am growing daily as a child of God. And I'm growing because I need to continue to know my God and to be like him in every aspect um, of my life. So let's go back now to um, Luke chapter uh, 8 and go see what Jesus was trying to teach his disciples about the need to continue to grow. In this particular passage, as I mentioned earlier on, he uses parables uh, to be able to explain the need for uh, his children to continue to grow. Um, and he says in Hebrews, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 8, verse 4 to, uh, through to verse 8, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told them this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and it was trap, trampled um, on, and the beds and the beds um, ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still, other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than it was uh, sown. When he said this, he called out to them, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. So parables, as I explained, um, are symbolic narrative of common life uh, conveying um, a moral um, uh, meaning or message from a story that was told. They are usually short and simple stories of common life that conveys a spiritual truth. So when Jesus was specifically teaching about this parable of the sower, I believe that he was pointing the disciples or his hearers to a farmer who was nearby and sowing his seeds. And at that time in the world um, of deers, because they did not have combined harvesters, or I mean um, machines that could plant in in a large, larger um, areas like we find our, our, in our world today, you could see the farmer spreading and scattering their seed. And uh, some of these seeds were falling on different parts of uh, the farm. So Jesus used that as a means of conveying some very unique and important lessons to them. In the passage, there are um, three main lessons that we can find um, from this particular passage. 
um, and number one, soil conditions affect the growth of every plant that is planted. Every plant that is planted will make a difference and grow to become a particular a maturing or fruit bearing plant based on the type of soil that it is planted on. And so you may ask yourself, what kind of a soil are you? I will come later on to explain the different um, uh, soils that we, we, we have so that we can best understand them. But the main lessons from this passage says that the condition of your soil will determine the growth of the seed of God that is the word of God in your heart. Number two, your reflective heart condition will also affect your spiritual growth. The way your receptive heart condition is what I'm, I, I mean. The way your heart receives the word, the way, the way the soil receives the seed will determine how it will grow. And in the same context, even in our spiritual life, your heart receptivity of the word will also determine how this word will affect your daily life. So you may um, receive the word of God and yet remain as you are because the way you receive the word will make it possible for you to continue to grow as a child of God. For some of us, we have come to the place where we probably may be hearing the word but are not open to let this word continue to have its rightful place in our life. The third uh, lesson we find in this, in this passage is that you have a choice to the condition of your spiritual soil. So yes, the, the, the word of God, which is the seed, can be planted in you. And yet, the way that it will make a difference is all about a choice that you make. I decide to let God have his full place in my life or I don't. For most of us as children of God, God is close and he desires a daily uh, uh, closeness with us. But we have decided that we don't want to have that close relationship with him. And because of that, we have pushed him aside and not allowing him to have his place in our life. There are components of, um, of the parable of the sower that I want to explain to you. And these components are three main components within this particular uh, parable of the sower. And uh, they are the components of uh, the, sower, the sower and what it means. And then we have the, um, the seed um, which is the next, the next thing, and then also we have the soil. So this, all these three uh, things represent different things to us, and the understanding of what they mean will make a big difference in our lives. Because this is so important for us to understand, I am going to go uh, take this in my next sermon and try to explain to you what these three components that are mentioned in, in the, the, sower of the, uh, the parable of the sower means. What does the uh, sower stand for? What does the seed uh, mean? And what does the soil actually mean? So I will dive deeper into this. But let me take you back to what 
I just mentioned today. You are a child of God and God does not expect you to remain as you are. He wants you to continue to grow and mature in your faith. Stagnation is not in the will of God. Spiritual stagnation is not in the will of God. God wants you to rise above when you first became um, a child of God, when you first surrendered to Christ and, and invited Jesus into your hands. Move from that state of being a baby to become somebody that is able to digest deeper and, and, and uh, um, uh, more matured spiritual food. Move from the state of being a baby in Christ to become somebody that is able not only to, uh, to teach the word of God, but you are able to distinguish what is the difference between righteousness and unrighteousness. Our world today is selling us all kinds of things that really makes us even um, as children of God to sometimes question what we need to believe or what we need to accept in order to uh, remain uh, firm and strong in our walk with God. Every mature child of God, the Bible says, is not tossed around by the wind. It's not um, uh, your mind and your heart are not uh, misdirected by just simple and false teachings that come your way. You are able to be a teacher uh, to others rather than continuing to expect um, the spiritual milk as it is being referred to. Just remember one thing. God says that if you draw close to him, he will draw close to you. And the more you draw close to the Lord, the, the, the more you grow in your faith. Are you a stagnant child of God? Or you are a child of God that continues to grow in your walk with God? I am not sure where you are, but I just want to encourage you to move beyond your current state and to desire the deep spiritual food, desire to be like Jesus in everything that you do. Make it your goal every day that I want to be like Jesus so that I can make him better known in every aspect of my life. May the Lord strengthen his word uh, in your heart, even as you digest it today. May it bring and, 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 and yield something that takes you beyond your current state of your walk with the Lord. Let me pray with you um, um, as we bring our message to a close. Just before that, let me say thank you for joining us and also especially for taking time to uh, worship with us weekly. We want we look forward to see you again and I want to encourage you to um, uh, continue with your financial, your prayer support for our church by um, just going to our website, Glorious Hope Community Church and be able to uh, to uh, um, donate for the support of the Lord's work. I believe that your donations, your gifts are what God is using to continue to help us to grow. May the Lord bless you richly. Father, I thank you for your time today with us and for your teaching of your word. I pray especially for your children um, that we will not remain as we are 
in our walk with you, but that we will grow and become more like you. Lord, take us above our current place into uh, a relationship with you that makes us disciples, that we will not only know you, but that we will make you better known. Bless your children, O God, in any way that we have our struggles, Lord. Struggles that are preventing us from growing and break that yoke of stagnation in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you again.